August 21st, Memorial of St. Pius X, Pope. St. Pius was born in 1835 in the village of Rees in the province of Venice. After he became a priest, he performed his duties with distinction. He became Bishop of Mantua and Patriarch of Venice and was elected Pope in 1903. He took as the motto of his reign to renew all things in Christ. He fulfilled this task in the spirit of simplicity, poverty, and courage, arousing the faithful to a Christian way of life and waging constant warfare against the errors of his age. He died August 20th, 1914. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. The earth is full of the goodness of Christ. He feeds his lambs and guards his sheep. He walks abroad as the shepherd of souls and gathers all into his keep. We know the voice of our pastor, the Lord. He calls our names eternally. Our hearts rejoice at the words that he speaks, and I know mine, and mine know me. When danger comes, all the hirelings will flee, but Christ remains to guard our sleep. When evil comes, the good shepherd of souls lays down his life to save his sheep. We shall not want, for our pastor is Christ. He makes us lie in fields of grace. Where shorn of sin and refreshed by his love, we gaze in prayer upon his face. If anyone wishes to be first, he must become the last and the servant of all. O Lord, your strength gives joy to the King. How your saving help makes him glad. You have granted him his heart's desire. You have not refused the prayer of his lips. You came to meet him with the blessings of success. You have set on his head a crown of pure gold. He asked you for life, and this you have given, days that will last from age to age. Your saving help has given him glory. You have laid upon him majesty and splendor. You have granted your blessings to him forever. You have made him rejoice with the joy of your presence. The king has put his trust in the Lord. Through the mercy of the Most High, he shall stand firm. O Lord, arise in your strength. We shall sing and praise your power. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. If anyone wishes to be first, he must become the last and the servant of all. When the Prince of Pastors comes again, you will receive from him an unfading crown of glory. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to make music to your name, O Most High, to proclaim your love in the morning and your truth in the watches of the night on the ten-stringed lyre and the lute, with the murmuring sound of the harp. Your deeds, O Lord, have made me glad. For the work of your hands I shout with joy. O Lord, how great are your works! How deep are your designs! The foolish man cannot know this, and the fool cannot understand. Though the wicked spring up like grass, and all who do evil thrive, they are doomed to be eternally destroyed. But you, Lord, are eternally on high. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. When the Prince of Pastors comes again, you will receive from him an unfading crown of glory. My good and faithful servant, come and share your Master's joy. See how your enemies perish, all doers of evil are scattered. To me you give the wild ox's strength, you anoint me with the purest oil. My eyes looked in triumph on my foes, my ears heard gladly of their fall. 
the just will flourish like the palm tree and grow like a Lebanon cedar. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God, still bearing fruit when they are old, still full of sap, still green, to proclaim that the Lord is just. In him, my rock, there is no wrong. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. My good and faithful servant, come and share your master's joy. You will hear the word from my mouth. You will tell others what I have said. A reading from the letter of the Apostle Paul to Titus. The bishop, as God's steward, must be blameless. He may not be self-willed or arrogant, a drunkard, a violent or greedy man. He should, on the contrary, be hospitable and a lover of goodness, steady, just, holy, and self-controlled. In his teaching he must hold fast to the authentic message, so that he will be able to both encourage men to follow sound doctrine, and to refute those who contradict it. There are many irresponsible teachers, especially from among the Jewish converts, men who are empty talkers and deceivers. These must be silenced. They are upsetting whole families by teaching things they have no right to teach, and all for sordid gain. As for yourself, let your speech be consistent with sound doctrine. Tell the older men that they must be temperate, serious-minded, and self-controlled, likewise sound in the faith, loving, and steadfast. Similarly, the older women must behave in ways that befit those who belong to God. They must not be slanderous gossips or slaves to drink. By their good example, they must teach the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be sensible, chaste, busy at home, kindly, submissive to their husbands. Thus the word of God will not fall into disrepute. Tell the young men to keep themselves completely under control, nor may you yourself fail to set them good example. Your teaching must have the integrity of serious, sound words to which no one can take exception. If it does, no opponent will be able to find anything bad to say about us, and hostility will yield to shame. You must have at heart every member of the flock, for the Holy Spirit has made you their shepherds. You must rule over the church of God which he made his own through the blood of his Son. The great quality of a steward is to be faithful to his duty. You must rule over the church of God which he made his own through the blood of his Son. A reading from the Apostolic Constitution, Divino Aflatu of Pope St. Pius X. The collection of psalms found in Scripture, composed as it was under divine inspiration, has, from the very beginnings of the Church, shown a wonderful power of fostering devotion among Christians as they offer to God a continuous sacrifice of praise, the harvest of lips blessing His name. Following a custom already established in the Old Law, the psalms have played a conspicuous part in the sacred liturgy itself and in the divine office. Thus was born what Basil calls the voice of the church, that singing of psalms which is the daughter of that hymn of praise, to use the words of our predecessor, Urban VIII, which goes up unceasingly before the throne of God and of the Lamb, and which teaches those, especially charged with the duty of divine worship, as as Athanasius says, the way to praise God and the fitting words in which to bless him. Augustine expresses this well when he says, God praised himself so that man might give him fitting praise. Because God chose to praise himself, man found the way 
in which to bless God. The Psalms have also a wonderful power to awaken in our hearts the desire for every virtue. Athanasius says, Though all scripture, both old and new, is divinely inspired, and has its use in teaching, as we read in scripture itself, yet the book of Psalms, like a garden enclosing the fruits of all the other books, produces their fruits in song, and in the process of singing brings forth its own special fruits to take their place beside them. In the same place, Athanasius rightly adds, The Psalms seem to me to be like a mirror, in which the person using them can see himself and the stirrings of his own heart. He can recite them against the background of his own emotions. Augustine says in his Confessions, How I wept when I heard your hymns and canticles being deeply moved by the sweet singing of your church. Those voices flowed into my ears, through truth filtered into my heart, and from my heart surged waves of devotion. Tears ran down, and I was happy in my tears. Indeed, who could fail to be moved by those many passages in the Psalms which set forth so profoundly the infinite majesty of God, His omnipotence, His justice and goodness and clemency, too deep for words, and all the other infinite qualities of His that deserve our praise? Who could fail to be roused to the same emotions by the prayers of thanksgiving to God for blessings received, by the petitions, so humble and confident, for the blessings still awaited, by the cries of a soul in sorrow for sin committed? Who would not be fired with love as he looks on the likeness of Christ the Redeemer here so lovingly foretold? His was the voice Augustine heard in every psalm, the voice of praise, of suffering, of joyful expectation, of present distress. God has found us worthy to be ministers of his gospel, and so when we speak, we strive to please God and not men. Our preaching does not spring from error or impure motives or a desire to deceive. We strive to please God and not men. Let us pray. Father, to defend the Catholic faith and to make all things new in Christ, You filled St. Pius X with heavenly wisdom and apostolic courage. May his example and teaching lead us to the reward of eternal life. Grant this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Let us praise the Lord and give him thanks.